0: Hey guys, it's Keith. And this is Jesse. And this new player has joined a podcast about the video games people love and why they love. And we them. are throwing on our wings. Yep. And uh, we are... We, we are, don't really want them, though, I don't do want, we? I want... It, it's I not the way to do cool. the best damage. Yeah, but I look good. Okay. Yeah. You put on your wings. I'm I will. gonna keep doing my addition combos. Cool. We'll see who kills this boss first. Good. Cool. We're talking about the Legend of Dragoon. Yes. It's a game that we have not actually played, but right. a lot of people want us to talk about it. So we went and researched the hell out of so it. So we researched. it, looked at all this stuff. talked about its development. See how it took off in America. We talked about the story and characters. And you'll you'll see. You'll get it. You'll, you'll, get, you'll it. get it. You'll get it. This is new players join. Yay. Hey. Get, get a different setup today. Ooh, they're, they're doing construction on our neighbor's um, blinds. Blinds. She has a thing. Bl- it's, uh, The sun goes, we don't knock her for this. Like, yeah. Okay. There's a white, next to my room, there is a white building next to us. So when the sun reflects off of it, it sucks being in this room and yeah. I have to literally put the blinds because it's like so fucking bright. It's- Insane. Caroline only likes light. She likes being outside and the moment she walks into my room she's like, "Let's close these fucking blinds." Yeah. Right. I was like, "Let's be goth <laughs> Let's vampires be goth. Yeah. real quick." Very much so. So we so, yeah. we moved into my room. It's going to might get a little bit sweaty in here cuz it's LA, but uh yeah, you know, so that's sweaty LA. sweaty LA. Y'all got to have that sweaty I mean, LA. That sweaty, sweaty, sweaty LA. Um yeah, so if you guys listened to the previous episode, today I mean, oh. there's no even prefacing it. Um, I mean, what do we... you want? Do you want to talk about what games you're playing? Oh, I want to. I do want to mention that uh, I'm currently oh, right. Let's talk about this, uh, right. two days removed from my second COVID vaccine, and <laughs> my body is so tired. Right. So I was, or two days ago, I uh, wanted to talk to Jesse about Legend of Dragoon. Right. Because I've been researching it a lot. It's I'm in a middle ground for researching mm-hmm. in terms of this game is weird in terms of time going by yes okay because you you were you you were sick so you weren't able to do deep deep stuff but you're able to be like here's the story here's what the game is like you understand it. if you listen to our last episode i said that it reminded me of our uh, Gears episode yes and now that i've researched it more it reminds me so much more of okay. Xenogears. Oh, so much. Because it's got this deep, deep lore and right. this long-ass timeline to the right. game, which so, confuses a lot of the plot. So, when I'm talking about this game... Shoot. Should we do our official intro? Hey guys, this is New Players This is a New Players Show. We can pull up. And Keith, why what, do they love them? What game are we talking about talking today? talking about Legend of Dragoon. There we go. Now right. we can officially you, you get You're listening into to it. this music? You're hearing this? You're hearing this? You're like, this is an RPG game? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, this is a JRPG. Yeah. This music right now is a JRPG because they want to why it sounds different. They said we want it to sound different yeah. than other JRPGs. So this game came out in the uh, late 1990s. This came room. out in 2000. They started in, in uh, 1996. In I North remember. America came out. I remember the commercial. Do you remember the commercial? I don't remember. They the cut the guy's head off, <laughs> and the guy's like, "He cut my head off! Can you believe that he cut my head off or there whatever?" And like, that was the weird yeah. PlayStation commercial that they did a long time ago. But yeah, this came out in the in a boom of Japanese RPGs because after uh, '97, and everybody was everybody in, the, in America was talking about Final Fantasy 7, and then there's Final Fantasy 8, and then there's Final Fantasy 9. like. There was Wild Arms. Right. This got there released. was a ton. This got released in Japan. 99. In December 2nd, 99. Yep. And then uh, six months later got uh, released. In North America. In America. Yep. And then six months after that, it got released into Europe. Yeah. Um, so when we talk about this game, we are huge JRPG fans. Yeah. We love JRPGs. I'm going to try i'm trying to give the people who love this it's their due right but also at the same time be like come at it from with a critical eye and be like you're biased because you love it because you were a kid right and that is okay that is okay but so it's like me trying to be like i agree for the reasons you like it Mm -hmm. but when people are like this is the greatest whatever i'm like no, yeah. <laughs> so like, not like in you have bad taste. No, it's the I saw an onion headline today that that uh that nailed it for me. Uh, Man's opinion is that it's basically like the joke is your opinion of whatever the band's best album is is right. the first one you listen to. Right, that's the I'm not gonna get the phrase right. right. So people are like, the story's amazing, the characters are amazing. So I haven't sat down and played this game for four hours. I've only like researched the story. Yeah. researched what the game's history was, research, mm-hmm. like, all this sort of stuff, okay? So that's where I'm coming from as a person who didn't play it. And as a person who's read through all the, like, top JRPGs from on PlayStation 1 or whatever, yeah. this normally isn't to the top. And what? that's what I'm trying to, like... But it doesn't mean that it's not... Not great. good! It's, yeah. y- 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 you
1: that's, see what see, I'm trying is, to do?
0: This is the thing with JRPGs, and I think it happens with uh, with gaming in general, is that there is a genre that people are like, this is popular, we want to get into this. Right. And it doesn't mean that the games that come out, um, especially on the tail end of that, because you have to remember that this game is kind of a reaction to Final Fantasy VII. And so a lot of games that come out as reactionary to other things, it doesn't mean that they are bad, but it does mean that they are either trying to change some of the trajectory of the gaming culture, or it means that it's like, it's a little bit derivative, it's kind of similar. This is going to come out of me. Okay. Don't be offended. He just pukes. I don't be offended. This this is like the equivalent of the band the Monkees. Yes, okay? Yes. That's how, that's what I'm trying and I'm not trying to say the Monkees were like a bad band yeah. or anything. I'm not trying to say that but it's but, a direct reaction to the Beatles. To the Beatles. And so these people are like we're going to make a Final Fantasy game but it's not going to be Final Fantasy right. but we want people to be like this feels like Final Fantasy right. but we don't want it to feel like Final It's so it's this like weird like you almost kind of screwed yourself because you kind of don't even know what you want the game to yeah, be. Yeah, you, your starting point can't be uh, like this game, but right. different. Right, it's, it's a difficult starting point. And so, like the critiques are like not that you liked a bad game because it's not a bad game. It's, great, great it's a game. great game. Great it's game. not a great. It's not a bad game by any sense of the term. Mm. But like, there's enough. For me to be a Final Fantasy VIII fan, Mm -hmm. I have to defend it till I'm like dead and why I liked it and like all these sorts of things, right? And I justify. I say, sure, the junction system is confusing. Sometimes it's game breaking. Like there's lots of things I can critique the game about, right? but I also am like I like it. But if you told me for these reasons, I'm like I totally get yeah, you'd why be like, I get it. I totally get why you don't like it. In this game, it's been repeated repeatedly where they're like being a dragoon is almost pointless because you do more damage not being your a dragoon. Yeah. So it's like this weird like okay, well that's like stupid. Yeah. That would piss me off. It was like, well what's the fucking point of being a dragon? Like there's all these little things. And I'm like, that's kind of fucked and makes me pulls me yeah. out of it. But people are like, that's not the point of the game. The point of the game is these characters and the story and the world. I think every RPG has a little bit of that, if I'm right. being honest, because like when I play Final Fantasy Ten, they're like these Aeons are so powerful. I'm like, Yeah, but I only ever use them to get their limit break and save them for a boss battle. Right. That's all I care about. Okay. So again, we didn't play it. Yeah. I I've I played the demo and I loved the demo when I was a kid. Yeah. I loved the worlds. I think the graphics like are great and all the situations and things like that. But I I'm, think the story, especially the lore of it, is really fucking. I cool. wanted to bring this up because that's how many PlayStation or how many JRPGs I've played. That if I because I started reading this like the whole story just mm-hmm. by like just reading it instead of like watching it or hear somebody tell me it or whatever sure, sure. is like the most annoying. Process, oh dude! In the fuck, like j- all, j- all JRPGs whenever are you like read this the way. plot of a JRPG, and I just because I just did this where I uh, part of my research for this episode was that I read the plot, right? Then I watched all of the cutscenes, mm-hmm. and then I watched a video that was like, now let me explain it chronologically because okay. this is a thing that JRPGs do a ton: is they start at the tail end of the story. And then your character has to figure out all the mythology. And this particular game has a creation myth. Yeah. So, like, you have to go back to the beginning of time. Right. Then go to how species evolved. Right. How war started between them. How people took advantage of that war. Then you've got the religious side, the mythology of the gods and how they came into play. It is, like, 18,000 years past the beginning of this right. game when you the have, game begins, you I like basically had to read a bunch of bullshit before they even get yes. to like the present. Yes. And I'm like, God damn you! Or and like that's, whatever. That's a pretty common thing if you think about JRPGs, because even Final Fantasy VII is like, oh, we're Midgard, and we're eco terrorist. Yeah, what about the ancients and what about the right. creation of but weapons? But I think okay, we're about to get into the settings and the characters and yeah. the stories, and then we'll go into it. But I, this is a personal choice for me. It might be because I. Can't relate to fantasy Final Fantasy games. Yeah, so because, like this feels like Final Fantasy IX this more does. than any uh, other Final Fantasy game. And this like high, con- so the moment like you show me a dragon five minutes into it, mm-hmm. and all these people are like I'm like I have no connection to yeah. any of these people of who they're like or whatever, right, and that's like hard for me to pull from. Seven and eight is just like it takes place in like a futuristic steampunk yeah, world, like, and you're like that feels closer. To, that feels 20 years ahead of me, right. whereas the dragons feel either non-existent or right. 8,000 years. I can relate I mean. to them, Yeah, and these people, I'm like, I have no idea. So let's go into the characters and settings and everything. So I'm pulling from Wikipedia, and then we put our own Yeah, I'll, way, I'll, because I'll, there's a part in this Wikipedia article, because I'm like- They skip a lot. They skip a ton, yeah. but this is just to give you- an, Yeah, a bare again, bones this structure. Is, this is a JRPG that's hours and hours long. Yeah. We're going to skip- and Miss, we'd have to do three episodes for Final Fantasy VII. Persona has been like five episodes. So if you love, 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 love this game, and you're already angry with us, we agree. We but agree. Like, get yeah, over yeah it. totally. I don't, I just I don't care. Move on. The Legend Dragon <laughs> takes place on a world referred to in the game as the Endiness. Yep, that's correct. We're there going to talk a lot yeah, about this, the names. Okay, so this, this, I rolled my eyes a bunch, not because of what's happening, just the names of this person, that person, are oh, like. Dude. what's I'm like, what do you? Oh, my God. The one that got me was the Wingies. (laughs) The last of the Wingies. And I'm like, just a new... Everything else sounded cool. What the fuck is that? Like, come on, guys. And again, people are like, fuck you guys already. Uh, Its aesthetic resembles middle ages with fantasy elements such as swords, magic, and dragons. So... What, yeah, that's fantasy. regular it's fantasy. Game of I'm Thrones. not I'm not knocking that, okay? The world contains a variety of species including humans, dragons and winglies. Winglies? Wing, is it winglies or wingies? I can't remember. Uh I'm seeing an L, winglies. Okay, winglies. Uh humans live as farmers while dragons look uh like winged uh, creatures and possess dragon spirits. This is is this a is this a Japanese thing? Like dragons, I have like no connection mentally oh, to dragons. So they're like mythology and creation. Like myths? you all get how dragons work. Like yeah. that's the kind of where my brain. Like I have to shut my brain off, but follow along. It's a weird. I don't process. I, I'm not incredibly familiar. The only Japanese um, creation myth I know about is uh, the piercing the piercing the clouds and piercing the heavens with a spear that like rained down that brought all the water around Japan. I know about Dragon Ball Z, yeah. and I know. The stuff that's shown in media or, right. or, or I've seen Game of Thrones or there's mm-hmm. like European dragons and whatever. I'm just trying to put that. Uh, Ringleys are an aggressive species. They're able to fly, enslave humans 10,000 years before the game even started. Humans, so, go ahead. I, sh- I should fill this in because from it. what I know. So the creation myth of the story, according to Legend of Dragoon, is that there was this like heavenly planted seed on uh, in uh in endiness endy, end, endiness 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 and it is endiness and that it grew into this massive tree of Mako. life. Yeah, Mako. it was Mako energy. <laughs> and it grew into this massive tree of life that uh that began growing fruit and it grew a hundred and eight fruits, all of which were species. Right. And as the fruit started to uh, fall off the tree, and they were just like, okay, so now these are people, now these are dragons. Mm -hmm. And the Winglies were the last ones to ripen. They were the most advanced of the species. And as such, they were like, okay, we should take control over this continent. And so. They started, they, they were kind of a racist society. Right. And their leader stepped in and he was like, I will enslave humans and dragons. Correct. Uh, so, Ringlies are an aggressive species, and just talked about that. Humans became dragons by obtaining the help of dragons, uh, humans became dragoons by obtaining the help of dragons to defeat the ringleys And uh, the time the game's events, live in relative peace. So, them and dragons, humans and dragons are cool. So, humans and dragons are cool because they teamed up to defeat the wingleys. Uh When the game begins... Humans have spent however long hunting down and killing remaining winglies whenever they can find them, which is deeply fucked up. Very fucked up. But the game starts off with a dragon. A, jag- a dragon attacks you. All these sorts of things yeah. that's like going on in it. The nine playable, the nine playable protagonists in the game. The oh main, my God. Pro- the main protagonist is Dart, right. a warrior who searches for the black monster. Black monster destroyed so. his town, killed his parents. So okay, all right. So let's go. I'm going to go further into this lore now. Okay, this is what we have to talk. Okay, first of all, whoever wrote this Wikipedia entry needs to figure out what the word protagonist means because the There's main one protagonist-, protagonist. Well, not I guess. How this works. I guess. Yes, no, I guess what you I I agree. There's the, like the let's fill in there, let's I get know. to the bottom of their stories. I, I, I was guess. just so bothered. I was reading that and I saw the main protagonist. And I was like, that's like saying very unique. That's not how that <laughs> word works. <laughs> um, okay, so if we go further back in the lore, the Wingleys had this leader. Um, his name's probably up on your computer. I can't remember his name at the time, but. He was like, we have to kill all the humans and the dragons. We are the rightful rulers. And he was granted a divine power by uh, by a god of destruction. This is where my brain, like, we're going to go through the names and we're going to talk know, about a lot of so this stuff. It's them. just really hard to be like, this happened in this name of this person. Yeah. And this happened. Like, we talked about it. It's the like, Game of Thrones thing. This happens, and then this happens, and then this yeah. happens, and this happens, and this happens. And I'm like... What? Okay. but if you, if you watch and if you understand the lore from beginning to end, it right. actually it, it makes sense. It all makes it's sense. Just a dickish ruler who's like, I gained this power to right. enslave all these other people. The dragons and the humans team up because they're like, "Fuck this guy, we can take him down." Right. And they do. And so, dark. And, go ahead. But there are when they team up, there are nine dragoon warriors. Got the it. dragons and humans and uh, Rose, who is the dark dragoon is the only one to survive the war. Right. And because of this spell that gets cast, this curse that gets uh, cast by this emperor who killed all the other dragoons and like enslaved one of them in stone and has been this like divine power guy, he casts this curse and it's like, okay, every 108 years, a child will be born, a moon child, right. because... The moon in the sky, they have they have a moon, and then they have a moon that doesn't move. Right. And that is the god of destruction that, like, seeks to take over the world. Right. The entire reason everything started to go to hell is because they were like, we got to stop this thing from destroying the world. So they split its soul and its body. Its body is the moon. Its soul, every 108 years, gets reincarnated into a child, which will seek out... Uh, these five gems, I think, that allow it to come back in contact with the moon and reincarnate as the god of destruction. Rose, the last dragoon, her role is she's got to kill a kid every 108 years. And so they call her the black monster because she shows up and just obliterates the kid and whoever knew the kid every time. This must be slower when you're playing the game. Yes. But the amount of detail that's in all this, I'm just like, I'd just be so bored and not,
1: care well, the by the is, time they
0: explain all this shit and like as it goes on because it's like i have no connection mentally right to what are you saying but again the way this because they don't tell this chronologically because right every jrpg is like a little bit of a mystery that's what i've always liked about them is that you start off in the real world that's always the idea of you're the JRPG. insignificant yeah. and also you're cloud whatever like cloud you're is the only whatever. person i can think who's like out of the gate Badass, Like, yeah. even uh, Squall has to do a test and all this shit, yeah. even his first day. So, most JRPGs focus on just a person, and you can tell there's something special about them, but the scope of the story is massive. Right. And you start in tunnel to on this person. And so, we start in on Dart. We start in on Dart, and uh, he's a warrior, and it's a basic, like... This guy lost his family yep. and his friends to the black monster, and he's looking for him. Yeah, that's like that's, that's what knows. you're given. And then there's Shauna, his childhood friend slash love interest, right? Who like is super powerful, mm-hmm. but you don't really understand why throughout most of the game. She can't explain why she's powerful, but throughout she most- is the moon child. She is the moonshot. So like most of the game is like her exploding with light and killing yes. everything. Yes, and everyone's like, "The fuck was that?" She's like, "I don't know." She's like, "I boy. would." I'm having a rough Rough day. day. (laughs) Rough day, everybody, right? And you explode (laughs) into light and kill everything around you. Man, this supernova thing I got going on makes my Mondays tough. Uh, And then Rose is the Morgana of the video game. Uh, Yeah. She is... A dragoon. She teaches you how to do She's shit. She's the black monster. She's the black monster. Uh, Albert is the king of Basil, a duchy with the game, and Lavitz is his loyal knight who fights with a spear. Um, Miru is a dancer from a flower town. <laughs> Always got to have just like one free spirit hippie child yeah, in a- an RPG. Congol is the last of his species alive in the game world. Always got to have one of those too. Hashel is an end- elderly man searching for his daughter, <laughs> and wait for it, my favorite. And Miranda is a magician. Yeah. <laughs> Just like like a, like a pick a card. Yeah, it was literally like they all have this huge reason why they're there, Miranda's yep. a magician. And I'm like, okay, everyone needs a Kate Sith, I guess. But even Kate Sith has way more. He's a fortune teller. He's a fortune teller. I, don't, this, I know, okay. I know. So there's there's lots about it. Um, and at this point in the game, you don't know that Rose, uh, so the person you're traveling with, your childhood friend, right. is a twin. Right. And Rose. What are the chances? Everything. Everything. Like, I'm like, Final Fantasy 8 gets shit because it's like they all knew each other. What yeah. are the chances? I'm like, well, look at this shit. It's like all JRPGs yeah. are like, look at this shit. How the fuck are all these people supposed to meet each other? It's also like there's a big thing. The Tree of Life bore 108 fruits. Every 108 years, a child is born. And this is the 108th time it has happened. Okay. So it's she's born, she's a twin. Uh, Rose mistakes which twin kills the wrong one, ah. and is like, "I'm golden," and now finally the the Moon Child gets to like grow up and become her own person. Right. So much depth, and again, if you like weren't playing JRPGs, if this is your first one, mm-hmm. this is magic and gold oh, and like 100. So I'm not trying. I'm not shitting on no. this game. I'm trying to give its like. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. And we are not even talking about gameplay. Not yet. We're no. not talking about- Like the music. The music, any of that shit. We are just talking straight up about the story, which you could compare it to 7 and 8 and be like, they're all nonsensical and whatever and A stupid. little bit, yeah. There's always got to be that um, that- suspension of disbelief and that little bit of you that goes it's okay it's like a heist movie right it's okay for you to lie to me a little bit if you yeah if you gave me a breadcrumb trail so that i can go oh i see how i could have gotten the truth from that had i known so this game god i mean just chronologically it is a lot to take in but Yeah, it reminds me of just about every other JRPG where it's like, you don't... If this is the first JRPG you played, you fall in love with the characters. Right. You fall in love with the plot, the setting. I think a lot of what you fall in love with is the mode of storytelling. Right. It's like finding a new genre of movie. You're all of a sudden being like, oh, this is a murder mystery. I'm into this. This is different. Because these JRPGs, like we've been talking about, start with this honed-in tunnel visioned view of a character or two and as they zoom out and you realize this is not the story of you going on an adventure this is the culmination of thousands of years right that's what rpgs are like we're gonna kill a god right every single time power every single time and so if you're like i'm making this jrpg and i don't want it to be final fantasy 7 and i don't want it to be this but i want but I want it to be as successful as Final Fantasy Seven or Eight yeah. or Nine or whatever the fuck. It's going to be hard. We're going to talk about the producer for this game and other stuff yeah. that they've worked on. It's bizarre. It's, um, it's funny because, to me, if you fell in love with the JRPG when you were anywhere between 8 and 15... Right. Yeah, hey man, I hate religion too. Right. Like, we're all just people who are like, do we kill God in this game? That's kind of um, that's kind, of, that's, kind know, of interesting. That's kind of what they just I do was, over and over and over I was reading again. his dark materials instead of Harry Potter for a reason. <laughs> Killing God was interesting to me at the age of 13. So, uh, Darth's traveling to his hometown when he's attacked by a dragon. He's saved by Rose, who informs Darth that the Sandora army has attacked the town. Right, and this is another common thing in JRPGs. We start in on a local conflict. Right. This is Final Fantasy VII, Midgar's Avalanche versus Shinra. This is, even Albert Odyssey was like uh, a little back and forth between towns. Final Fantasy XII, Regions fighting. This is normal. You have to be like, I feel bad for this person. Fable, the first time, first game is your whole town burns down. Your whole family dies. Um, As he arrives, he discovers a town has been destroyed and his childhood friend Shauna has been taken to a prison. After rescuing Shauna, King Albert sends a party to defend Fort City of Hoax, I love all the American English, just like... Albert and the City of Hoax. So fucking funny. (laughs) During a surprise attack, Dark gains ability to transform into a dark goon. dragoon. A dark goon. A dark goon. A dark dark turns into a a dark goon. A drag dark goon. Uh, (laughs) With the fort safe and the party travels to Lohan where they meet Lloyd. I fucking... Lloyd. I just, I can't, I can't guys. I'm sorry. There is a dragon in this game. And I don't think they mention him in the Wikipedia page, but there is a dragon in this game, and his name is Michael. No. Yes. <laughs> there is Michael. a dragon Hello, named brother. Michael. Hello, brother. It's all the rest of the development it's just. It's all just like, meet the ancient warrior who kills time, and his name <laughs> is Hank. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, what, uh, what's the Monty Python, Jim? They call me Tim? Yeah. <laughs> it's like that... Oh, That's but, it. But they're being sincere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're landing it. Uh, they So they meet Lloyd and they discover that he kidnapped King Albert and took the moon gem from him, an ancient artifact held by the royal family. The royal family is uh, all capitalized on this, either meaning their name, the royal family yeah. or am I getting this wrong? You just call, they, they get to be capitalized. I don't know. No idea. I have no idea. And this is also where the game becomes, to me as somebody who didn't play it, right? super confusing. Because there are five objects that bind this god of destruction to the moon for all time. But then that evil emperor before who was trying to kill everybody, he found out about them and he was like, I also have five objects that will increase my power and nullify those. Do you think that's what made everybody think that... Because at the time, and I even read one recently, which was like, the person was like, top 25 JRPGs on PS1 or whatever. And he picked Legend of Dragoon as, like, number 23 or 24. Mm -hmm. And he wasn't like, this game is bad. He was just like, if you go with low expectations, you're going to like this game. Yes. Is, like, the way to describe it. There's so much about these games that, that, like, listen, this was a big swing. Sometimes big swings don't hit the mark but are still great. I love the movie Inception. If you asked me if it was a great movie, I'd be like, no. No. It's incredibly flawed. Right. But what a fucking swing it took, and I love that level of enthusiasm in creation. 100%. The king is rescued, but Lloyd escapes with the moon gem. The party discovers that Lloyd is gathering... He could have just picked any other fucking name other than fucking (laughs) Lloyd. (laughs) ...is gathering similar artifacts held by the royalty across the continent while the party tries to reverse his work. Lloyd obtains all three of the artifacts, and during the party defeat Lloyd, who agree to take them to Emperor Diaz. Okay, so Emperor Diaz. This is an important thing to know. Diaz? Diaz. Okay. So... Latinos now? When I just... It's, like, I don't. I don't. I'm, I'm sorry. JRPG. Everybody's white. I, look, yeah, there's suddenly one Latino right, guy. Yeah, sure. So, <laughs> and he's the emperor. Okay, yeah. sure. <laughs> well, I mean, listen. If somebody, if everybody was white, and then one person showed up and he was Latino, you'd be like, "What's your deal?" And that guy could be like, "I'm a god," and you'd be like, "I believe it." <laughs> Never seen this. <laughs> I believe it. So, this emperor from long ago who turned, uh, what's his name? Oh, God, what is his name? To, to stone? Zeke? No. Uh, I, I know who you're, t- oh, why Why isn't it in my is brain? is it not Zeke? Zeke, yes. It is Zeke. Uh, he turned him to stone. He cursed him. All this stuff. He now is inhabiting Zeke's body. And he is going around telling people that he's this ancient emperor that was alive before the time of the war. How far into the game do you think this happens? Because we don't get into, like, people corrupting people's bodies in Final Fantasy VIII till like, the two, very end. two-thirds into the game or whatever. I like it's, this is late. Okay. Because the whole time you're like... this there's... is the second paragraph of this. Whole... Again, this, okay, this I'm just, description I'm just, is not It's great. not great. I'm yeah. just trying to say, yeah. like, a lot <laughs> is thrown at you. So... He's posing as an emperor who's been dead for you know thousands of years or whatever. But he's like, this is how I'm going to come back. I'm going to steal all these gems. I'm going to reincarnate this god of destruction or take its power, whatever his plan is. So he's not who he says he is. And his body is a dragoon warrior who got turned to stone long ago. Right. And the thing that we find out later is that that body he turned to stone, I believe... Is Dart's father? Some Wait, who's Dart's father? <laughs> the Dart, main protagonist. Uh, it feels to be Zeke Field. Dart, Zeke is Dart's father and leader of the Dragoons 10,000 years ago. Zeke, yeah. yeah. So it's a lot of... It's a lot of parent trapping going on, if yeah, I'm being honest. It's a lot of, a lot of <laughs> <laughs> false identity. It's a lot of moving, a little, little bit of Freaky Friday parent trap going down. It's more of like, what are the chances you all fucking met each other and for all this to fucking happen? But like, what are the, the guys? Go- I know that's JRPGs, but what's the goddamn because chances? the thing about JRPGs is that they don't say, isn't this insane? They go, it's kind of fate, though, isn't it? And I'm like, no! <laughs> that guy's name is Lloyd? No one listens to Lloyd. I mean, let's go through some of the... Some of the dumbest names in I jrpgs mean, we'll, okay we'll, we're gonna trust me i wrote stuff we're okay. gonna get to stupid stuff okay um so what happens at the end of the game is every normal did anybody did everybody beat kingdom hearts the <laughs> first one that's the end of this game uh, <laughs> and it's not me trying to be rude it's like literally every single game is like the big god monster is going to turn into a giant tentacle. Yes. Looking whatever thing. Okay. And then your friends are going to fucking sacrifice or whatever. Yep. Shit's going to go down. You beat the big boss and everyone goes live separate fucking lives and that's how it ends. Because Zeg and Rose both sacrificed themselves to yes. kill this emperor and the god of destruction being the same thing. Uh, did you watch many of these cutscenes? I watched... I think I did. I think I watched most of them. Did you notice anything about uh, the animation that they picked, the character design for these? You can just say it. Why were they all um, human orifices that were pulsating? I have no idea. Because they were all like, the way Rick and Morty kind of has this like, we'll make everything a little bit testicular when we don't know what else to do. This was like everything is either an asshole or a vagina, and it was. Did I just say vagina? Vagina. Uh, and it was weird. It was like it was a big fucking. Everything's a dick. Everything's a vagina. Everything's an ass. Everything was so weird in that way. Yeah. This. I mean, okay. Let's... I'm not. I'm not crazy. No, right? I'm not. No, we're gonna. I want to jump into the the game I made for you, so we can talk about this more abstractly and more of like here's. Overarching, like, here's here's what the game is, here's what happened. Here's my issue. This is normally the point in the episode where I put an edit, and I refuse to just fade out on me talking about dicks and vagina. No, you keep it going. What are we going to do? We are going to play You know your favorite dragoon, etc. stuff. <laughs> I don't know. You didn't play this. No, I didn't. So I'm gonna go through stuff relates to dragoon. Okay. Doesn't relate to dragoon, but we're gonna talk in like a series of like there's gonna be dragon questions in it, but there's also gonna be questions as like stuff related to it. Okay. So first question: What is a dragoon? Uh, a dragoon is a human warrior that was infused with dragon powers to help fight the Winglies. Sure. What is a real dragoon? Uh, a real dragoon is, uh, I have no fucking <laughs> clue. A dragoon was a British military unit. I remember oh. they were playing certain strategy games, but they're cavalry who have guns, but they get off their horses and they don't stay on their horses. Dude, all I could think when you asked was crab rangoon. Yeah, that's all I think. And either. all I want right now is crab, crab rangoon. so good right now. Fun fact, allergic to shellfish, but I can eat crab rangoon because there's no fucking crab in it or it's also a term for hook, coercing people into doing your bidding. Oh, dragoon that person. Interesting. Um question 2, who was the first god in the world? Who who was the first one? In history. game? In history. Who who was the first the god? No one knows. Everyone argues over it. That's so stupid. I just don't think there's fucking is one. Yeah, uh, of course. <laughs> question 3, what was the first RPG JRPG ever? First JRPG ever? Ever. Ultima it was Dragon Slayer on the PC-8801. I was closer than than, than I think you were. Yeah, realized. no, <laughs> to really think about that, like, oh, this JRPG came out on this computer that, like, no one fucking bought. No one. So this game didn't come out on t- to Sega Saturn until, like, 1997, so, like, yeah. 13 years fucking later, this game came this, out. This uh, JRPG's, man, because Dungeons & Dragons was the thing. And it was only until somebody was like, I bet we could make this and put this on a computer and it'd be right, interesting. And right. it was like three games in Japan at the same time that that happened. This is so fucking crazy. Video game boom in Japan. Just like Jesus. Changed everything. Changed everything. Question four. How many copies of Blood Dragoons uh, sell? Oh, um God, I wanna say it was like ten million. One million. One million. Okay. Uh only one million sold. And again, uh, it released in Japan six months before it was released anywhere. Do you know how many it sold in Japan? No idea. One hundred thousand. That's it. This game is a fucking bomb in Japan. But it covers its cost. It had. Cause it I, didn't cover it cost until they moved it to America. To North America. They, it was a yeah. huge like they lost tons of money because yeah. of this game. I remember that they had a staff of one hundred people. Yeah, it started off as a small game. Um, they initially, we'll, we'll we'll talk we'll talk about it more, but yeah, it. It's considered a bomb in Japan, but in America, it's considered a success. Yeah, But they don't really consider it... Like, the guy who made it was also like, we were going to make a sequel, but then it just... It fizzled out. We just never yeah. did it, basically. Uh, question five. The producer, uh, Shuyi Yoshida, worked on what other classic PS1 games? I think he or made... PS, PlayStation games, I apologize. I think he made a driving game. Guess which one? Uh... It wasn't. It looked like Daytona, but I didn't know if it, it was... is the PlayStation driving game. Need for Speed. Is this that is Gran, Turismo. Oh, Grand the Turismo. Ultimate Gran Turismo? Gran Turismo. You have make Gran Turismo. You have make Gran Turismo. Twisted Metal. And yes. you get this, SOCOM U.S. Navy SEALs, which I played. Yeah. Which you put a headset on mm-hmm. and you say go that way, and the the, the AI knew which way. That's you're fucking going. cool. It was fucking cool. So this guy's done just like all over. The place, PlayStation games. I, I was thinking about it the other day. Twist Metal Two. I still think it was one of the most fun games I've ever played. Yeah, I, it's I, so fun. It was too late for me to get into it. Yeah, like the graphics look so They're bad. So bad. I can't see anything. They're but, horrible. But I know if I was like ten, and that's all I knew, it'd be like this is the greatest fucking thing mm-hmm. that ever happened. Uh, number six. And Miranda is a magician. Jesse. <laughs> like that's what i also read is that some characters really like aren't that fleshed yeah out they're just kind of like here's a story it's all crazy but like whatever with these yeah we need this and this happens in rpgs as well because listen final fantasy 6 there are like 14 playable characters or some shit and there are a couple in there that i'm like i do not know or care i you weren't necessary and i don't give a fuck yeah which i think would be a common thing uh but what the hell happened to david copperfield jesse Oh, why wasn't he in Legends of Dragoon? No, just what happened to David Copperfield? Uh, sexual harassment cases, I believe. Did he? I think that he had. Yeah, he was, he was, uh, outed in the Me Too movement. If I'm correct. Uh uh-huh. huh. Yeah. Can't make that shit disappear, can you? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh boy, downtown. Oh boy, no one listens to this show, guys. Uh. <laughs> he performs in Vegas twice a day every week That's I mean I guess that's a, an okay punishment <laughs> It's apparently like Getting a job in Vegas Being a Vegas performer oh, is like the best the job most lucrative thing in the world You get paid so much money You don't have to try anymore no. You just like are given like uh, we've talked about the Patton Oswalt bit of yeah. just like, they just want to eat. They don't give yeah. a shit They want to be are. drunk and they, they want to be... just stare and be like, I saw David Copperfield in Vegas. And then everybody else would be like, the sexual harasser? <laughs> yeah, that's the one. And it's the fact that he's like, he's just in Vegas. I'm like, oh yeah, that should have uh, yeah, should yeah, have I known that's that. That's unfortunate. That's unfortunate. How big was Kongle? Also, let's talk about his name. Kongle. Kong. And then Mongol. Kongle. Uh, sure. I'd, oh, I just assumed he was named after similar Jackson's line of hats. There you uh, go. I don't, which one's Kongle? Are you asking which one is Kongle? I don't, yes. The one who's like a thousand feet tall or whatever and saves their lives? The only one that looks like a Kongle. Okay. <laughs> you're asking how big was he? How big was Kongle? He's at least 6'4". four. <laughs> <laughs> That is so I hope I like I pray that, that it was just something like five eleven and they're yeah. all just really short. And they're all just something. incredibly small. They're just all incredibly small. <laughs> He's eight feet tall. Okay. Which is five inches taller than Andre the Giant. And the whole thing is Congo's trying to find his people, which yeah. makes Andre the Giant more interesting as a person. <laughs> I'm like, if you're trying to find your people and your people are all eight feet tall and you can't find your people, yeah. your people are gone. You're, they don't exist. Your people died of gigantism. Yeah. <laughs> That's what happened to uh, me. You would be able to stand on the surface of the earth and just look with binoculars right. and just do 360 degrees and be like, if I can't see them, they're all dead. There was a... NBA player. He died in 2010, but he was seven foot seven. I'm like, you were basically the size of Tongle, which is just fucking. You're so horrifying and hilarious. Shorter than him. Oh my god! What did the game almost decide not to have? Um, what's something that they would that they would think about cutting or add late to it? They'd keep the cinematics. I think if they did this, people wouldn't be as critical to this game. Do they almost not have the dragoon powers? They weren't going to have cutscenes, really. Yeah, they were going to just be like the cutscenes take us out of the game. The cutscenes look too good comparatively. Like, there's all these reasons. This is when I talk. This is okay. This is me being like serious, Keith, and not critical video game, Keith. This is me he talking just about starts confessing th- crimes yeah, from this, eight years ago. This is what development is. Yeah, this is what movies are. This is what like people just like. We have this thing we want to do, and it's not Final Fantasy VII. And then Square or PlayStation goes, yeah, but Final Fantasy VII made us fucking... Tons of money. of dollars. So you got to make it look like... Right. So you have to at least have some of those elements in there to make you feel like you're playing Final Fantasy VII, but sure, you can make it like your own, right. which is a very hard, weird place to yeah. be in when you're trying to be creatively different. Everybody wants to homogenize everything that was successful. Right. So. It gets the shitty end of the stick of people being like, this is an average RPG game because it feels like this and this and this, but doesn't do any, any of those things as good as those games. Right. So it, it it flies under the radar of it's trying to be Final Fantasy VII when really it's trying right. to be the Legend of Dragoon, but all of the developers are right. trying to get it to be Final Fantasy VII. And when you're with a company and you release a game in Japan where people love JRPGs and they play the fuck mm-hmm. out of or sort of thing and no one bought it, you will be like, this is a fucking failure. We're never going to mess with this again. Right. It got released in America. They made their money back, mm-hmm. but there's people who are like, we want this to be remade. We want this. We want that. And, and, it's and just, I'm not going to I'm it. like, it's just, I'm like, if 8 isn't getting remade, right. if Chrono Trigger isn't getting remade, yeah. if all these other games aren't getting remade, it's like your game is so far down the list compared to everything. You gotta think about, they remade The Secret of Mana and it was a flop. It was a flop. Yeah, that would make them be like, oh, I don't want to necessarily do that. The Secret of Mana is regarded as one of the greatest JRPGs of all time. So, story aside like gameplay like whatever i'm like if it didn't have any of those elements of trying to force it to be right. something different it probably would have been it would have been appreciated for yeah, what it was way better and that's just that's that has nothing to do with e- your guys taste in video games it hats more on the developer and how it happened yeah and just how business is done all that sort of shit dice nominated legend dragoon for a console rpg game of the year who actually won and this is like a turning point
1: this is for, a turning wait, wait. point
0: in gaming for the, me who who nominated it dice okay so dice at the time for for rpg of the year console rpg of the year and this is 2001 2001 so not 2000 so like the game you're thinking about not final fantasy 10 no okay so i don't think you're gonna oh um this was this, this it's a console game it's a console game um this is a fascinating time Halo came out. Yes. Like tons of different games because my genres, brain genres all this sort of stuff. My brain went to Elder Scrolls and how we're like, now those are RPGs and I'm right. kinda like, those aren't RPGs, but is it in that vein? It's not like Knights of the Old Republic or anything. Like what they, that's so you're close. I think yeah. it's two years from then or a year from then Knights of the Old Republic one. So what what game that is like more of an MMO? is getting the RPG of the year. Mm. I don't think you know the name of this game, but what is it? Spalder's Gate. Oh, oh yeah, Spaulders Gate. I don't think you would have thought, like... No, I wouldn't have, right? but... But that, to me, is like an overhead point and click. Right, but it's still, a, right. it's still an RPG. Interesting. So that's what threw me, and then because up to it, it was like Final Fantasy VII, Final right. Fantasy it's VIII, Final Fantasy, JRPGs. like it's just JRPG games, and then 2000s, it's like, oh, shit, we are now... We are now transferring over. Yeah. Because Final Fantasy X, in my opinion, was the last big, huge critical success for Final Fantasy. Yeah, my opinion. In my opinion. I mean, I don't think that's that's an opinion-based thing at all. I think, factually speaking, that was the last Final Fantasy game to make a dent in the gaming industry. Like, other Final Fantasy games made money, Kingdom Mm -hmm. Hearts made money, or whatever. Final Fantasy XIV Online is still going, and people play it. But again, that is an MMO. Right. So- I mean, I even looked at it. Final Fantasy ten, or we talked about seven, right? How much did the marketing cost? We talked about this. Oh, it was something insane. $100 wasn't it? million. Dollars. Yeah. Do you know how much the manufacturing was? How much? $100 million. I didn't take that into consideration how much manufacturing Jesus. and yeah. things like would affect it. So go from $100 million to manufacture, to put them in cases and all this shit and to get so, them out. I mean, you're making profit. Right. Like the moment GTA 4 came out, they mm-hmm. only spent $5 million in packaging and manufacturing. Right. Like, just that huge... That huge drop-off. Huge drop-off. A $95 million difference. $94 million fucking difference yeah. just to make this fucking game. I think even Grand Theft Auto V cost them, like, $300 million to make, and mm-hmm. they're like, we're gonna make this all back even more so. Final Fantasy X was half of the price they spent on Seven. Uh, yeah. And that game was... It was big. Big, was fucking huge. fucking big. Uh, so, all of these companies... This is so interesting. Because I want to talk about this. Whenever I'm like, in need of a game, mm-hmm. I'll do a Google search of just, like, top JRPGs or top RPGs right. for this, you know, for this console, and without fail, that list is 22 not-RPG games, in my opinion, and three RPG games. So, you're thinking JRPGs. I'm thinking, like, like if you look at the best uh, PlayStation 4 RPGs, you will find... Uh, They're not RPGs. Yeah, you'll find Persona, Persona 5. Which is an which RPG. Which is great. It's RPG. But then you'll find Skyrim, which is not an RPG in that's my a, That's a hard That's right? a hard one. That's a hard one. But you'll find games like that. It's an action RPG. It'll tell me, like, you know, Mass Effect. And I'm like, that's not what I think about when I think about an RPG. But is Knights of Old Republic uh, JRP- uh, an RPG. Because I... Mass Effect and... Ice Nights Republic are like the same, in my opinion. I don't consider them RPGs. I consider them great action games with like RPG elements. But in the same way where it's like, The new God of War, like, you, it has RPG elements. You can build your character up. I'm like, that's not... That's a leveling system. Exactly. That's a leveling system. I think there's a difference between a leveling system and you're going on an adventure and here's your party and here's your characters and things like that, which what Mass Effect has, which Knights of the Republic have, which I'm not like... Build your party. Fucking Baldur's Gate, Diablo, all those sorts of things, but you're saying the same thing. Like, a JRPG, there's... We call them JRPGs because they're Japanese role-playing games, but I think JRPGs almost need to be like their own, yeah, thing. It's a genre. Like it's hard to explain. It's a sub-genre of RPGs because now RPGs are fucking everything. I see RPG elements in hockey games, NBA two K. Yep. NBA two K is just straight up an RPG game now, basically, yeah. where it's just like you have this one character and you have to fucking level them up. Give us all your money or whatever. Yeah, and it's like that's what it is so it's a weird kind of disconnect that happens at this moment right. where boulders gate wins and people are just like mm. then that was the difference between like these are now rpgs yeah and i'm like they are i'm not not i'm yeah if knights but, of old republic won, i'm like it deserved to but we are now changing the definition of the word and like that's an interesting moment in gaming history right question 10 why is the music so interesting did you listen to the music? A little bit. And it is interesting. And I don't know what the deal with it is. They hired an American composer. Okay. Right? He's like, I want to make music. And then they realized that they gave him too much shit to do. Mm-hmm. So then they hired a Japanese composer as well. And they never fucking talked to each other. Oh, my God. Yeah. So Oh, my God. So the critiques with this, not to knock your childhood, stuff misspelled. Yep. Being a Dragoon's like pointless. Right. The, mus- the composers didn't even talk to each other. That's that's so disjointed. Isn't that weird? Yes. Like, that's what makes me be like, oh, if you didn't touch this shit and make these bad choices, I bet this game would have been fucking baller great. Dude, Xenogears. Yeah. It's the same exact thing. Right. It's just like, poor planning, poor development. You had a great story. You had a cool idea. What the fuck happened here? I have here? no fucking idea uh this band uh this is, is the name of the game name game legend Dragoon. <laughs> what ah. <laughs> um yeah so i do want to point out some uh very positive things right the battle system is cool as fuck right the battle system is so like the combos the, are great. The addition and that's the thing. Addition, that's great. Because you have the things that show up on screen and it's kinda like a rapper the rapper thing, but yes. it's like you have to line them up and press a button at the correct time to do extra damage and you can start to combo those. I think that's fucking awesome. I think that's cool. There was actually and, a game I was looking at. Oh look it up, keep talking. Well it's it, it's a thing that I think a lot of games have taken uh have directly it this has directly influenced tons of RPGs. This is I am Setsuna through and through. Like, you got to press at the right time before this happens, after this happens, to do extra damage, et cetera, et cetera. And there's a little bit of it, you know, with uh, with the gunblade in Final Fantasy VIII. But this is a mechanic that starts to get introduced into JRPGs that I think makes the combat much, much more interesting. Do you know about the game Legend of Ligaya? Leg- I don't. Legia, Legia? Uh, L-E-G-A-I-A. Okay. Um... It was a game that's basically JRPG but you, when you fight it's like Street Fighter turn-based. Oh, okay. So you pick combos to fight, to punch and kick and oh, stuff yeah. like that. Okay. And so I remember playing that as a game and that kind of like reminded me like in a different way of like we want to do Final Fantasy stuff, but we want right. it to be like we want it our, our own take on it. Right. And this wasn't a game that I'm like who's one of the best games ever, but it's like these terms of like people are trying to do the JRPG thing but yeah. they're like we have to make it different. Enough, and again, this isn't a game that I'm like, well, this is the greatest game in the world. I'm like, I even think Parasite Eve is a fascinating, yes, cool game of like, let's do Resident Evil ship and make it a Final Fantasy. Yes, game. yeah, there's a ton of that in this era where people are trying, they're kind of meshing different uh, genres of video games, but it all happens because Final Fantasy 7 explodes, explodes, and Squaresoft is like, or Square Enix, or, <laughs> Squaresoft. Is is like okay? Well, now we have reach. Now we have momentum. What can we make? Because um, Parasite Eve is SquareSoft, yeah. Yeah, it's um, Final Fantasy VII. Clearly, such a massive game, and this caught me off guard. Even though it totally shouldn't catch me off guard, mm-hmm. I think Final Fantasy VII or the f- whole Final Fantasy series has sold about 150 million games. Right? Okay. That's Final Fantasy. Pokemon has sold close to 400 million yes. games. Yes. Like it's massive so much bigger and all these sorts of mm-hmm. things and I wonder how many of those numbers for the Final Fantasy numbers are like this is just seven like this yeah. is the remake and this is the original and these are all most it, basically it. so it's like this weird thing where it's like you have to copy whatever they do yeah this is like what life is where like um, uh, even to take it from like a Sports analogy, most teams that end up being bad, they just try to copy whatever the good team does, Mm -hmm. and they just do it poorly comparatively to them. And it's like a repeated thing. And that's nothing against Dragoon. I'm saying in terms of like they get told it needs to be this, it needs to be that. Coca-Cola comes out, and so does Pepsi. Right. Like that's how it goes. Right. There's always going to be the thing that gets made to ride on the coattails and hope to be in the same vicinity of that super successful first thing. And you can feel in this game that they wanted to make something original and that somebody on the business end was like, but also make Pepsi now. Right. And I think talking about the one guy that did the translation, right. the writing or what have you, because it has nothing to do with characters. Um, but I never, again, this is a game we probably will, like need to talk to somebody who like played it and this yeah. is why they love it. And this is, again, this is hard to do. Without about games it, yeah. without playing them when they're known and people like them. We yeah. are just reading about it and we're looking at like, it. We look at other people's reasons or opinions and reviews and all that shit. I see why people love this yeah, game. Yeah, me too. I mean, I think the story is fucking cool. As right. Well. I think the cinematics are dope. I think the battle sequence is great. I think the world is very, very interesting. And again, we're going through this plot at a breakneck Fast. pace. If you... We're trying to cover this game in an hour where you play it for 40 hours. Exactly. If you were like, let me just quickly walk you through all of Lord of the Rings, I'd be like, It'd I'm be so insanity. bored. I don't care. It'd be absolute insanity. I just like, and then, yeah, well, these guys are named this and whatever, and there's Sam Wise and there's another guy. We got to get past this. Yeah. All right, Legolas is there. And it's like all this shit. It's like, who's Legolas? Doesn't matter. Let's move on. I love that every RPG has one character with just a fucking stupid name yeah bugenhagen bugenhagen there's just this german g- guttural sound grandfather <laughs> in fucking final fantasy 7 for no reason yeah all right jesse so i made a a final five that's mostly threes okay uh, a final 15 a final 15 um or eight or a final 108 and uh it has a lot to do with the game so these are kind of connected so okay question one sure Name this one's a reach. This okay. is probably you know when you give jokes that you're like this either is like hilarious or I'm fucking weird. Falling flat, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, what do you got? Name three made up American names because Japanese people yeah. love oh, making up yeah, names make- in the video games. Yeah, but names that already exist. Oh, my example is Aaron Rodgers. That's that's pretty good, but I feel like uh, there are dumber. I, I definitely think that Steve Stevenson, but I don't know a Steve Stevenson. Oh fuck! There was a dude, you know, baseball players. Yeah, mostly it's baseball players. I mean, Mookie Betts, <laughs> Mookie, Mookie Betts, right off the bat, is the greatest <laughs> baseball name ever. Mookie Betts. He's so fun to watch. And if you were like, if you're like, I love this Mookie Betts guy, I'd be like, what is he? Nineteen twenty eight? You'd be like, no, current. Right? Like, no, I love no it because chance. they're just like, yeah, because there's some random Americans named Mookie, and Americans like to bet. Mookie Betts. Yeah, Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts. That's oh man okay. Um, Pete, Courtney Cox. Oh, it's great. Yeah. Pete Rose. Pete Rose is a good uh, fake real name. You'd have there, to get be like Pete Berger or something. There was a dude who was oh god, I can't even remember how long ago this was. It must have been, it must have been during the Obama administration. He was like an oil tycoon guy mm-hmm. who looked like Sam the Eagle and I just oh god remember yeah. what I'm talking about yes he was the most American looking guy I'm gonna try he to look this up he was George Bush's very good I'll deflect for George W. Bush yes right and he was great at it uh, he did remind me of Sam the Eagle you wanna know how I know I think my mom was like you know this guy looks like Sam the Eagle <laughs> like- I am literally googling oil tycoon Sam the Eagle we're never going to figure. We're going to find out. out. I thought it was Donald Rumsfeld. which It's was... not. Although Donald Rumsfeld is good, but um, Ashcroft is a funnier made up. Do you American know about name. Condoleezza Rice? I know what about her? Did you hear about? I've like, heard of her. Yes. No, but have you heard about like all the world leaders like had crushes on her? That's so funny. Uh, Gaddafi wrote like a poem for her called like, The Black hear, Rose, I believe. I did hear Gaddafi had uh, had a thing for Conaliza Rice, which is hilarious because they're both fucking murderers. Which, so was, so of course, well, they well, get I was, along. So it was like, George W. Bush and Conaliza Rice was like his work wife, kind of. So like that's weird. sort of weird. I'm like, that's, that's, that's weird. I would say that poor woman, except she's a huge piece of shit. So, you know, there's that. <laughs> so go, she can go fuck herself, I guess. But other than that, you know, totally fine. Uh, question two. Sure. Name three American party members you'd love to be part of your party while they redeem themselves. Like, these are real people. Like, I chose Tony Ferguson five years ago. A guy punching a mannequin, being crazy. Oh. I'm like, this new dude needs a hug. We're so, going to go uh, through tons of stuff. He be- created my party. I'm going to make a JRPG. Oh, Shila Buff. Shia Buff. Shia- <laughs> Shia <LaBeouf laughs> That's great. Is, is the tank 100%. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> In Dude's my, uh, in my, oh, that's that's so perfect. I'm, I'm so glad <laughs> he came to my mind quickly. Shia LaBeouf <laughs> is definitely the guy. Um, two people who's who is troubled but likable, like who has everything going against them but is like managing to hang on for you, dear life. Uh, Jane Good Goodell, Goodell, Jane Goodall, Goodall, would be a great healer. She, she be, wants to get the fuck away from humans and help animals or whatever. Maybe yeah. she has to redeem her, but she's not like like she's always been fucking cool. Right. Uh, I need somebody who's, I like, was, like, she was cool. Like, I think Shia LaBeouf... I think you have to have your wild cards who are crazy and strong, mm-hmm. orin Barrett, but then you need your healers who, like, need to get healed themselves in their nice I, You think she's a healer? <laughs> I think that it would be she the funniest... She can't even talk anymore. <laughs> I think it would be the funniest thing in the world if we were, like, we freed Britney Spears, and she was, like, I'm free to take care of people. What a weird... But a horror. I'm existence. never gonna get over how weird that is. Where, like she's not even capable of taking care of herself. Yeah, she's As a warden her. of the state, basically. Oh, it makes no sense. Oh my god, and who's your third? Okay. So we've got a tank, we've got a healer. We need what? Like a rogue? Support? Some some Something. kind of mage, black mage. Oh man. Red mage. Who's ooh, who's somebody who's on the who's on the outs uh in America, but is like a little bit goth. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, if Billie Eilish was more trouble, she's British, right? I don't know. Who's, who is just like, maybe Billie Idol? B- but he's not like on the outs, right? I have no idea. Like Mickey Rourke 10 years ago. Mickey Rourke 10 years ago. I was thinking of somebody who's like, I can sing and that's my support thing, but I'm damaged, but people like me. I'm going to say Billie Corgan. Billy Corgan, he's crazy. I know. Billy Corgan's like, I love the Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah. Billy Corgan's crazy. Yeah. That to me is rogue. That's curved. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah. Billy Corgan, Britney Spears, like, and Shia LaBeouf. Where's Billy Corgan? We got to fight this god. He wanted to make another wrestling yeah. federation I don't thing. Know. I don't know. I don't know. His don't superpower know. is he creeps people out. Right. Should we check on him? That's kind of the no. vibe of Billy yeah. Corgan always. Should we check on him? Uh. Yeah. Question three Which three American animals? would make great humanoid companions which three animals would make American animals would make great humanoid companions mm-hmm. uh you got to go black bear have to you got to go black bear I nice think. just dumb and nice and yeah, friendly just kind animals that are somehow still threatening right um i I'm so close to having that oil tycoon's name in my head. It's getting closer every second I think. I'm about gonna look name. up oil tycoons. Just Rex so we get... Tillman, Rex Tillerson? No, there's something in there. Rex something. Okay. <laughs> wasn't he, we'll wasn't, back back he, wasn't he? Trump's head? I think you're thinking of Trump's guy. I'm thinking of Trump's guy. Yeah, the Trump's guy is the guy who was the oil, like who, had, who worked for the oil place, who like ditched. Yes. Yeah. He and he became Secretary of Defense. Something like that. Yeah. That's that's Donald Trump. Okay. That's Trump. That's Rex Man. Tillerson or whatever. Yes. He's the one who went to Donald Trump. Like, this is a guy, His I remember his first report. We'll get to it. He said, I don't know why he hired me. That he sounds... said it out loud. He's like, I've never worked in international business, like, anything like this. I don't know anything about, like, defense or whatever. So he's like, I don't know why he hired me. I just wanted to work in the White House, but this isn't what I thought I was going to do. I sell oil. And I know Donald Trump's head is like, yeah, because Middle East and oil. You should be like that. Yeah, of a dipshit. I think it is Rex Tillerson because yeah. I remember thinking that if you saw Rex Tillerson walking down the street and didn't know anything about him, you'd be like, that guy's name is Rex Tillerson. I would just assume he kills children, and he does. He, does. Uh, uh, he kills tons of people. No, but uh, he was, I think, the first ex-Cabinet member to be like, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah. He was the first one. <laughs> so that's my that's my third made-up American. Third. Okay. okay, so humanoid companion animals. Black Bear. Right. Definitely got to be one. Um... The most terrifying of all of them is gonna be a largemouth bass. Right. That That's horrifying. It's gonna be fucking terrifying. And um the last American animal is gonna be Animal the Muppet. That is the most American thing I can think yeah. of. Yeah. Question four, which one of your companions' death would bother you the most? Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. Shia LaBeouf's death because I'd be like, man, he had the he was trying to do the work. And not he's even trying to get there. And he's not, it's not gonna be one of these fucking JRPG things where they got stabbed and you hold their hands. He was like, I'm gonna kill myself. I'm gonna take this car, I'm gonna drive it into this explosion donut factory. Yeah, and like save you all, but it's gonna be like you there was no goodbye. I didn't think it was gonna save you all. It's just like <laughs> this is how it ends. <laughs> and you're like, I feel bad for him, you do you, Shia. Yeah, man. Uh question five final question. Okay. Which god sounds like the most fun to fight? Out of all gods you know. Out of all the gods, the most fun to fight is probably Aphrodite because it's all, it's non-physical. It's all verbal. It's all just a screaming match (laughs) with the person you've been living with for three years. So real. And it's just you and Aphrodite saying the realest shit to each other and just ripping into each other's flaws. Aphrodite is a god of love. Hating each other. God damn. Yeah. It's for real. Yeah. What did should ask you, like, Aphrodite, like one year in or thirty years in. Mmm. F- oh, 30 years is a lot of ammunition. Yeah. <laughs> that's a lot of that's a lot of knowing me that you can't take back. You ruined my thirties. Yeah. Like so uh <laughs> You ruined my thirties. You ruined my every other <laughs> decade. <laughs> this has been Final Five, Legend of Dragoon. What Jesse, what do you have to say about this series? I think that it's um it's so funny because it's a product of its time, but it's a game that I can easily see why so many people loved it because I've loved games very similar to this. Right. Um, I think that if you love this game, you're right. If you didn't get into this game, you're, you're right. right. Yeah, that's why I wanted to bring you to the fold of like, yeah. I'm trying not to shit on this. I'm trying yeah, to, I totally trying get to it. find... There is a lot to love in The Legend of Dragoon. There right. is a lot to criticize about it too, but I mean... You know, that's any work at this point. And especially when you've got development on the business end that's like, we need it to look like X, Y, and right. Z. It's like, it's going to dilute your product and it's going to make things more difficult. Right. And it gets a bad rap for being, you know, uh, a financial flop because if it started as a small game and they go, right. you got to make these huge cutscenes, the budget blows up, the staff blows up, right. The amount of copies you have to sell to cover blows up. And if it doesn't hit that, you're like, this game sucks. It's like, that's not the truth. What are, do you think, Japanese people's response to that? To watch a game, come to your country, and you're like, no one really likes this game. And then in America, like, it takes off. Do you think it's just, like, a vibe of just, like, fuck, they'll buy anything? I don't know. Uh, how does the rest of the world feel about Death Stranding? What do you mean? American- was it only popular in America? No, I think American audiences were the most critical of All Death right. Stranding. I, d- fucking PlayStation fans... Over the past five years, six years, I've just really been like, I hate video game people Fandom, now, man. It's just fuck the fucking worst, like. Either the game is the greatest game of all time, or it fucking killed your family. Yeah. There's only two there's, options. There's no middle ground there's, anymore. There's no just, hey, it's innovative, and they're trying, and it's yeah. not going to be a perfect game, or whatever. It's not Metal Gear Solid. If Last of Us 2 is isn't Last of Us 1. Like, all this sort of shit that I'm like, I don't fuck I, all of you. I, I, I used to go on Metacritic a lot uh, to look at games before I bought them, and I can't anymore because... It's so drastic. Tens and zeros. That's it. It's so weird. It's so... This, is, this game... Cured my cancer. This game gave me cancer. Yeah. And those are your only fucking choices. <laughs> and so that's when I watched this game. I'm like, I'm going to critique it, but I still think it's cool and yeah, interesting and all this sort of stuff. But I wanted to talk about all the development and all the stuff that went along with it for it all to make sense. You did it. We did it. You done, done did it. We done did it. All right, guys. Remember to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, at NewPlayerPod, and raise reviews five stars wherever you listen to this podcast. This has been Legend of Dragoon. That's pretty cool. That's, that's pretty, pretty cool. cool. We're, that we going that that we're going through all of our Square games. Yeah. yeah. You want to get out of here? Let's do it. Keith. Jesse. This New Player's Join. Goodbye. Bye. can't make that shit disappear, can ya? <laughs>